Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That's Michael Wilbon talking about Tiger being able to play golf with his son, Charlie, who was 11 when they captivated the sports world in December. When they got together for that father-son event, he turned 12. Charlie did earlier this month. He's got a daughter, Sam, that's one year older at 13. And as I've said before, if you've watched Tiger here over the last several years, being a dominant dad seems to be more important than being a dominant golfer. To many of you dads out there, that may seem obvious, but if you know Tiger from the start of his career and his single-minded focus, it does say something. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. The crash happening in Southern California will go to the scene in nine minutes to talk to ESPN Shelly Smith, who's been covering the incident since it happened yesterday. The very latest here on Tiger. Multiple open fractures to his right leg. A rod placed in his tibia. Screws and pins into his ankle. In emergency surgery at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. He is now out, of course. Dr. Anish Mahajan said that is what happened. And a statement saying that Tiger is currently awake, responsive, and is recovering in his hospital room. Again, in about nine minutes from now, we'll go to the scene and talk about it. And we should say for the large majority of his life, since he appeared on the Mike Douglas show at the age of two for the last 43 years, he has had to live out all of his public trials, tribulations, and of course, triumphs. But the former is obviously what we're dealing with today. Yet another trial here for Tiger. He had the greatest comeback in sports history. And we'll wait to see if another comeback is in the offing. Again, Shelley will be here in eight minutes. A little NFL talk before we get there, though. This is really interesting. A lot of people wondering what the Pats are going to do at the quarterback position. Is it take two for Cam? A lot of reporting out there that the Pats are looking at everyone. They're interested in anybody that's available. Key sort of saying that's not really the MO of the Pats, especially under Bill Belichick. Belichick's motivation to get better, stated plainly by Lewis Riddick. ESPN Monday Night Football Analyst on the Bad Signal Podcast. Missing the playoffs, seeing Tom win the Super Bowl, having people doubt him now, having not having a franchise quarterback under contract. Yep. People saying, well, it was more Tom than it was you, and that, that whole damn debate. I don't care how many Super Bowls he's been to or how many he has won. I promise you, he is sitting somewhere right now going, okay. So you know what? I'm a human being. Maybe maybe there were some ways that I need to like kind of pick it back up again. And I'm not saying he's thinking that, but I'm sure he's reflecting on that. But I would bet he has now, this year in particular, I'll bet he comes out firing in a way you haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm sure he's yeah. got. I'm sure he's got some motivation oh, for sure, right? Yeah. But he had motivation last year, but he also knew the situation that the New England Patriots were in. Mm-hmm. That's why he preferenced that in an interview or, or at a press conference about the state of the team, where they were at from a financial standpoint, and how he couldn't go out and get the type of players that could continue to march forward to win championships because they invested so much in a 20-year period to get to nine Super Bowls, 13 conference titles, and six Super Bowl rings. And now they had to pay for that last year. Mm -hmm. Now, moving forward, they certainly are going to try and address those issues at the highest level so they can get back and be competitive and take over the AFC East for another 15, 20 years. Can I ask you a question? So what if – a part of the factor that motivates him is that Tom Brady won a, a Super Bowl. So what? So what if, you know, 
all little things key, you know, for us in our lives, there are a lot of little things that motivate me every single day. Now, whether I publicly acknowledge those little things, that's one thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's okay if things that are happening that motivate me to be a better coach or try to reflect and try to do things a little bit differently or now, you know, I, yeah, I do want to rebuild, but I'm still going to maintain my discipline nature and how I do that. But to act like these other factors can't motivate somebody, it's okay for that to happen. It doesn't mean it need to be the reason why you become extreme with certain things. As, as long as you maintain your discipline, it's okay that those things can motivate you. But I think what, what happens with, Belichick, because of his polarizing nature as a head coach and his dominance over the NFL for the past 20 years, is that people wanted to be overbearing that Tom won and wanted to be stressful for Bill to can't sleep at night. Oh, my God, I got to go get Tom. He, it, people wanted to be that way. That's just not who he is. Does he want to win? Absolutely. Was he doing things five years ago that will alter football five years from now? Absolutely he was. He was innovating different plays and schemes and things of that nature. And it'll come to fruition at some point in time. Now, whether or not he's the guy who will use it or somebody else will use it down the line to be successful, Mm -hmm. guys like this are non-workers. This is all they do. They live, they eat, they breathe the sport. It's like I used to tell, uh, you know, when we were with them at the New York Jets and we had to come in at weird hours or whatever the case, it's like just because y'all don't want to be home with y'all families and y'all ain't got nothing else to do doesn't mean that we don't want to be that way because that's what they – it's like a, a, a disease to a point where no matter what, he's always looking for the next, the next, the next, at every position. You know, it's like, well, we don't have Adam Vinatieri here anymore to kick field goals. Go find the next one. And they found the next one. Or, 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 or we need to find a running back. They go out and find one. We need another a defensive player at corner because we don't have Ty Law or Sante Samuel anymore. Oh, there's Gilmore. Let's go pay him to come over with us. It's just constant with guys like this. So I, I, I believe that they will address the quarterback situation and it will be better next year whether that's Cam Newton resigning with more players around him or going out in free agency and getting somebody or drafting somebody or trading for somebody, that position will be better. And the one thing you have to think about, too, and this is something that Key, you brought up, and I don't think this is too surprising if you listen to Belichick's public comments, but sports has been rife over the years with legendary names that have just stayed a year too late. We can name them in any sport. Didn't tarnish their reputation, but Key, what you said Got to take the emotion out of it. I think that's the one thing. We as fans, you know, fan is short for fanatic. And because of that, we're just so wrapped up in everything in our fantasy team really? that wore this guy's jersey. Believe it or not, <laughs> especially here in New York. I don't know if you've noticed. A little subtlety every once in a while from New York fans. But the reality of the situation is you really have to be unsentimental in this job. You really have to be. As you know, it's just business, man. It's nothing personal. And I think for a lot of people that never played the game like myself or a lot of fans, like how could you never want to play for us? How could you, you know, this is the, it's your chance to only wear one jersey in your career. Montana and Manning never even got to do that. Drew Brees never got to do that. Brady didn't get to do that. And I think we're looking at it from just frankly, I'll say this as a fan, like an unrealistic <laughs> point of view. Fan, of fans are unrealistic at times and they don't ever want to hear the truth. The moment that you try and give them some reason or, or rationalize with them and get them to come to where you're at because 
It's like I can't tell a doctor what to do. I can tell him how I feel, and then he can go and figure out how to administer the things that he needs to to get me right. You can't tell a professional athlete. When a professional athlete is trying to tell you as a fan, yo, this is the way it is. And you try to, ah, it's not it. I I read this. It's like, (laughs) no, man, that's not it. You don't know what you're talking about. This show sucks. What? Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and you you do it. Do it your way. Since you think your team is really that great, you should buy more season tickets and see how that works out for you. Because we try to sit up here and tell you the real in-depth inside locker room stuff. We try to give it to you without any hidden agendas. And and fans sometimes they don't want to believe it. Yes, the Patriots were bad, Jay. But there's a number of reasons as to why they were bad. Oh, no, it was all Cam Newton. (laughs) No, it wasn't. But they want to believe that because that narrative is already set. And so until Belichick says it wasn't all Cam Newton, we didn't have a quarterback, yada, 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 they'll keep believing it. See, this is why I love this show, because a lot of times these narratives get set key, and that becomes a thing you see on every show. People start pushing these things. It turns into these items, these topics that people, well, that sounds interesting. But then when you start talking to players, Key, or when I start talking to you know, NBA players, and you start hearing about the real story, and you start articulating that, if that doesn't fit into the narrative, fans want to be angry about that. But the reality is, we spend time with these people. We live that life on a day-to-day basis. So you can speak to the relentless approach it's, of Bill Belichick, man. That, that is tiring for certain people. I don't know if I want to. I mean, Coach K was like that. That was tiring after three years. It made me better, but you have to be willing to sacrifice what that lifestyle is. And it's not for everybody. Well, Cam Newton came out, Jay, and he said the other day, Belichick is misunderstood. Because the narrative was set in Belichick's career for so long that he was a certain way. Until you're in the building, you don't know. You automatically think, oh, my God, he's this way or that way. It's when I have Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. Everybody, Bill Parcells is this way or that way, and he'll never get along with Keyshawn. It's like water and oil. It's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Because you, you're not there. So you assume because you look at Bill Belichick and he's a certain way on the cameras or he's not giving you a lot in press conferences – that that is truly him. And it's not. It's not him at all. That's what all of his former players say. He's presenting the image that he wants you to see. He's playing everybody. When you gift a year of ESPN Plus, you're given thousands of live events, exclusive originals, the full 30 for 30 library, and more. Surprise the sports fan in your life with the year of ESPN Plus, and you can visit ESPNplus.com. Gift a year slash gift a year. ESPNplus.com slash gift a year. For more details, back to more details on what happened with Tiger Woods. We have breaking news coming out of the state of California. Tiger Woods was involved in a serious car accident. A single rollover vehicle incident with one person trapped. Woods was conscious when they arrived to pry him from this SUV that they're looking at. The conversation from paramedics at the scene was that the leg injuries were significant, which led him to having surgery. It's very fortunate that Mr. Woods was able to come out of this life. I just hope the man's okay in, in the golf, whatever. You're right. Priorities before the PGA, and this was a scene like, unfortunately, this is the world we live in right now, 2021. You see media there, you see 
just onlookers, you see fans, you see all of these people congregating at the scene of a lot of these incidents. And Shelly Smith was there to report on the ground for ESPN. She's a national reporter with us and soon to celebrate 25 years at ESPN. And this has got to be one of the biggest stories Shelly's covered in a quarter century. Shelly, you know the area well. You're a Los Angelino. You were there, boots on the ground, among the first people there. Take us through the scene when you arrived and you're reporting throughout the day. Well, you know, it was um, it was interesting because they had they had had several hours to mark off, block off the the streets, and Hawthorne Boulevard was completely, uh, in, you know, blocked off with police tape. <laughs> Excuse me. So we had to um, park up top and then walk down a half mile to where the police tape was and then it was still another half mile to where the crash scene was so it was very well preserved by the uh, police and there weren't a lot of people there just to look because nobody wanted to walk down the hill and then walk back up and you couldn't really see anything and you couldn't it wasn't until hours later once they removed the police tape and opened up Hawthorne Boulevard that we could get down to see where it was that he went off the, the road and what he was doing was he was on his way to a golf event at Rolling Hills Estate, which is nearby. And so he was driving down Hawthorne Boulevard, which is a curving and sloped and is easy to speed on because it was early morning. There was no traffic. You don't even know you're speeding. And there's a lot of accidents on that bend of the, uh, or stretch of Hawthorne. And he, I'm, just guessing because I don't know this for sure, but was speeding and lost control of the car, and it jumped the median and it crossed like a six foot median and went to the other side of the road and was rolling and ended up in a gully. And he was on his way to this golf tournament. Who he was supposed to play? Well, not play because he couldn't play, but he was like messing around with the clubs with uh, Justin Herbert and Drew Brees. And they couldn't figure out where he was. They're like, where's Tiger? Where's Tiger? Where's Tiger? And they kept calling his cell phone, and they couldn't reach him. And they, it wasn't like him. And they finally um, turned on, you know, Twitter. Oh, yes, they looked on Twitter. And then they turned on the TV, and they saw the pictures that the news media had put up because the helicopters were out by them. And the helicopters were buzzing up. They're the only ones who had a really good scene, a good shot of the crash site. And when I went down there afterwards, uh, and you could see the the brush was all crumpled and broken, and and his car had flipped a couple of times and turned over, and he was trapped inside, and they had to use, and they were very particular about not saying it wasn't the jaws of life, but it was an uh, extraction type of thing. It was basically jaws of life that got him out of the car, and his leg was badly Badly damaged and broken, and his ankle was shattered. And he spent he was in surgery for a long time yesterday, and we'll hopefully get an update this morning. Shelley, was he going up Hartham Boulevard or down Hartham toward the four hundred five freeway? He was going down because he was coming from Terania. You've been to Terania, yeah. Um, so he was going. You know, I don't know if you know where Rolling Hills Estate or uh-huh. Country Club is. I do. So it's down. Okay. So he was going down Hawthorne to get to the turnoff to go to 
to Rolling Hills Estates. And he flipped over the median and into the other lane, well, other lane and then over across the other lane. So he flipped a couple of times mm-hmm. is what we're thinking. And we won't know this for sure until they do all the examinations and investigations, but um, he was headed towards Rolling Hills from Terrania. They had spent the night at Terrania because they had done this golf shoot at, it, it was for the golf channel and it was, you know, he, he was, he wasn't playing cause you know, he had back surgery. So he was giving golf tips to all these guys and Drew Brees flew in from Hawaii for this. Wow. And Justin Herbert was so excited. He could, you know, hardly stand it. But, um, and then they, they didn't know, they didn't know and they, they had to stall them and send them to the, the range, go hit balls at the range until he gets here. And they didn't know for a long time, a couple hours until they heard the reports on, I guess they found out the first report on Twitter and then turned on the news media. And then we had pictures and the whole thing, but it was a, a terrible way to find out that your friend has been in a car accident, you yeah. know, and you don't know if he's going to be okay. Shelly Smith, ESPN national reporter, five time Emmy winner joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin. What else did you learn yesterday from the investigators on the scene that you could share with us? Well, they they don't exactly know because they hadn't they had spoken with him because he was conscious when he was found and but he couldn't walk obviously because his leg was messed up but uh, and they had strapped him to a board and put him on in the ambulance and take him to Harbor UCLA which is right off the one ten and one of the best trauma hospitals in the in the country well in the city for sure um, and they said so we don't know what he told them. That's what we're waiting to find out, what he told them, what happened. But he was conscious, and that's pretty amazing. And the fact that he could be transported was good because that meant that he had to be stable. So his conditions were good, um, and they got him right into surgery. And I don't know if they did multiple surgeries, but I know he was in surgery for a long time. And at one point we thought they had transported him to UCLA in Westwood, but no, see, people get confused because UCLA Harbor is off the 110 and Westwood is in Westwood and people were all confused where he was. And so they, we finally decided he was at Harbor and that was Ramona Shelburne's reporting and she got good reporting. We, we, had, we had a good day of reporting. I mean, we were able to get a lot of information from people and, and Drew Brees and, and Herbert were just kind of freaked out because you know that's a stretch of and, and the people i talked to were freaked out because it's a stretch of hawthorne that they all go on and you've been on it i'm sure many times and yeah. i've been on it many times and it's it's easy to speed down that hill yes. especially at seven o'clock in the morning when there's no morning traffic because the pandemic and the lighting is good um and you just go and you, and you know in la if if there's no traffic you go as fast as you can you just, you just do because you can and that's what I think happened. He just, he was speeding and he, and he lost control and he hit a sign and he hit, hit the rolling hills, welcome the rolling hills sign. And he was driving one of the Genesis uh, SUVs that they had loaned out after the, the tournament that he was hosting at Riviera over the weekend. And so he was driving that and maybe didn't know the car. I, I, I don't know. I hate speculating because I just, I don't know the what's going on. And I think we have someone right now at, uh, at the hospital. 
So maybe they have some updates. I don't know. Um, but it was a long day, a long night, and people. there were a ton of people out there. And I, I was surprised that there were so many, and not many walked down to where I was, down by the police tape. But you couldn't really see anything. And I kept saying, well, where's the crash site? And they said, well, it's a half a mile up, but you couldn't, you couldn't cross the police tape. So the police were befuddled. They didn't really know what was going on, the ones up by us. And the ones who, the EMTs who found him first, obviously know much more. And they're the ones that we should talk to probably today. Indeed, right. and you mentioned we do have somebody at the hospital. That's our Gene Wojciechowski, and he's going to join us in yes. just a little bit. So Shelly setting the scene there yesterday, and Gene in moments to find out what's going on at this very moment. Shelly, thank you for the perspective. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Shelly. Yeah, guys, thanks right. for having me. Okay, thank you. bye. That's Shelly Smith on the scene there. As Key said, she's a local, knows the area well. Key, a local as well. She literally lives, you know, weird, I would have asked her, but she literally lives two and a half miles from there. Mm-hmm. And she said, as plain spoken as you did, accidents on that road is, is nothing. It, if you know the area and you're mm-hmm. from Los Angeles, then you know Hartown Boulevard as you get into the Rolling Hills Estates, Palos Verdes mm-hmm. area. And she's mentioned the, the hotel resort in Terrane, which is on the ocean side okay. of Hartown Boulevard. That's why I asked her, was he going up or was he coming down? Coming down, mm-hmm. obviously, is wild because it's, it's these curves and it's these peaks and valleys. And kind of yeah. it's, it's a weird road uh, at that time in the morning to be driving on because, again, you get the marine layer a little bit. You kind of get a little bit of, of, of overcast to a degree, and you will accelerate even if you were not trying to. Mm, as Shelley indeed said. On the way, we'll go to the hospital, Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Torrance, about 9 to 10 miles northeast of where the accident happened. Gene Wojciechowski will join us for the very latest on Tiger's condition next on Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio. And this morning, of course, as always, on the ESPN app. Tiger Woods was in a single vehicle rollover accident. It felt like a punch in the gut. When you hear that it's his legs that are injured, that this is not something that took his life. You're just relieved. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot 
Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. In just moments, the latest on the condition of Tiger Woods after the single car accident. Our Gene Wojciechowski, who has covered almost Tiger's entire career in his time here at ESPN, is standing by. He'll be with us in just a moment for the very latest after the emergency surgery that took place yesterday. Again, Gene will join us for the very latest on the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of Tiger Woods. Right now, the only tee that matters is the trial, the latest one he is facing as he's done essentially publicly for the entirety of his life. Think about it. We'll talk about it. Tiger's immediate life, the recovery, all with Gene here in moments. Life for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers apparently will continue for one more year. His 18th, just moments ago, Art Rooney II, the Steelers president, released this statement through the team's official communication squad. Quote, Ben Roethlisberger and I met yesterday morning and we had a productive meeting. We were able to discuss a lot of things that relate to where we are and where we want to go. Ben assured me that he is committed to coming back to help us win. And I told Ben that we would like to have him back to help us win a championship. We both understand that the next step is to work out Ben's contract situation. Kevin Colbert, the team's general manager, simply said we cannot bring Ben back at $41.25 million among the largest, if not the largest, single season cap hit in NFL history. So Ben is back in the Berg, but the financials still need to be determined. Black History Always, it's Black History Month, and today we honor Kamaru Usman. In March of 2019, he became the first African champion in the UFC, known as the Nigerian Nightmare. He dominated the American, the Great Woodley, for the welterweight title. He was born in Nigeria, though left for North Texas when his family settled in Arlington. He's currently number four in the UFC men's pound-for-pound rankings, but in the unofficial bad guy rankings, as opposed to baddest man to step into the octagon, he might be number one at this moment. Sports Center is brought to you by Mako. Get a refresh with your refund during Mako's tax season sales event for expert paint and collision repair. Use their contactless services. It's as easy as book, quote, fix. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Terms and conditions apply. Priorities over PGA. If you follow Tiger, you know being a dominant dad is more important than being a dominant golfer. But there was a point in his life where being a dominant golfer was the most important thing. The accident happened. Key and Jay were coming on about 24 hours. Mm. We're getting close to 24 hours. The police were there. Fire was there. They transported him to Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Torrance, California, about 9 to 10 miles northeast of the crash site. It's a trauma center, and that's part of the reason they took Tiger there. And joining us live from Harbor UCLA Medical Center is ESPN's Gene Wojciechowski, who has covered almost all of Tiger's career since he joined ESPN, has some tremendous perspective, and he joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Gene, what is the latest that you can tell us right now? Well, officially, Zubin, there was a, uh, a statement released by the chief medical officer here at the, uh, at the hospital uh, late last night and basically detailed what surgery had been done on Tiger's right leg. And basically, they had to piece it back together with rods, plates, screws, um, pins, uh, his lower right leg, tibia, fibia, his foot, uh, so uh, basically, uh, think of it as a, um, uh, a puzzle that you've just thrown on your, on your dining room table, and now you're, you're somehow fitting all those pieces back together again 
That's what they did last night. There are still obviously lots of questions that haven't been answered. We don't know to what extent there might have been vascular issues. We don't know what the concerns are, the level of concerns uh, relative to the left leg, if there were any injuries there. And if there were injuries, will surgeries have to be done there uh, also? We're waiting for those kind of answers. But right now, we do know that that lower right leg has been surgically repaired. It was significantly damaged, and it was a significantly long surgery last uh, yesterday to take care of that situation. But uh, according to the statement, uh, he's stabilized, he's alert, he's awake, and now begins the very, very long road to recovery. Gene, do you think we'll learn anything today from the doctors or Tigers camp? Well, uh, certainly I, I hope we get more clarification. As you guys know, Tiger is historically uh, very guarded about the uh, amount of information that uh, he provides to the public or his representatives provide to the public. We often don't learn about, for example, a, a, uh, a back procedure until it's already been completed. We don't know about an injury until he divulges it later, uh, usually on his own uh, website. So uh, historically speaking, he, he's private about such things. Uh, we're hopeful that we'll get more information, but right now that's the official word. Having covered the PGA for Gene, a long... you covered Tiger for such a long time. Go ahead, Jay. What did you make of the reaction around the PGA Tour yesterday to Tiger's accident, Gene? Well, uh, you have to understand, he is, he is beloved uh, uh, among his peers. And when they hear words like in, in, the, in the trauma business, this is called a crush injury. Just think about that for a moment, a crush injury. So when they hear that, and, and their friend and their colleague and a guy that they look up to who, uh, in, in many cases, he's, he's uh, spent hours upon hours on those ranges with them, laughing with them, telling stories, playing practice rounds with them, competing against them. They have such a high level of admiration uh, for him. And, and I don't think saying uh, they love him is, is a stretch. Uh, they do. And so I think that really affected a lot of those pros yesterday. We saw Justin Thomas's reaction. He was, he was emotional. And um, uh, so it's not surprising uh, the, the level of response, and not just among his PGA Tour pros uh, peers. Just look at all the tweets on, all across uh, the entertainment business, the, uh, the sports business. Everybody in their own sort of a very personal way connects with Tiger Woods. Having covered Tiger as long as you have, and we all know how important family is to Tiger and watching him embrace his family in 2019 when he won the Masters or a few months ago when he played golf with his son, uh, Charlie, have we heard or have you heard anything about the family coming to, to visit with him at the hospital or anything of that nature? No, we really don't have those details, but it's interesting, uh, Keyshawn, that you mentioned uh, playing with Charlie, his then 11-year-old son. They played in December in an event that, that featured uh, tour pros and their fathers or their children, and Tiger played with his young son, Charlie, who's now 12 years old, and I, I think we were all captivated 
by by what happened in, in, in that competition. And I guess the irony is, when you mention family, uh, uh, for the moment at least, uh, and maybe for the foreseeable future, that will be the last time that we've seen Tiger play sort of a competitive uh, round of golf, and it was with his son. So um, uh, it, it, it's interesting that y- you mentioned family because I think that's one of the reasons why uh, he's become more accessible to us, that we see him with his children. We see him out there on the course with his son, and, and he becomes more like us as opposed to the guy early in his career or the middle of his career uh, where he was just a, a winning machine. Uh, now there's a human quality to him. He's allowed himself to become more accessible, and I think that's why people can really relate to uh, to what happened yesterday. I think that's fascinating perspective. Gene has covered Tiger, like I mentioned, for years. I was looking back at some of Gene's coverage on ESPN and ESPN.com yesterday, and I, I maybe this is serendipitous, Gene, but... You know, I saw an article that you wrote in 2003 when Tiger was playing at the 67th Masters, zooming up the leaderboard on the weekend, and the headline of the piece on ESPN.com that you penned nearly 20 years ago, proof you should never doubt Tiger. And I think that's very instructive. Here we are almost two decades later. The man did pen the greatest comeback in sports history, so maybe we should indeed never doubt Tiger Woods. That's Gene Wojciechowski in front of Harbor UCLA Medical Center, where the sports world is waiting to see what happens with Tiger Woods. Gene, thank you for the perspective this morning. That's ESPN's Gene Wojciechowski. On the way, the real measure of Tiger Woods. How powerful is Tiger? I'm not talking about the backswing, the driver. How powerful is Tiger Woods? I'll give you a story that you'll be stunned by just to encapsulate how big this guy was and continues to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. One more thing on Tiger Woods, though. Certainly, we'll be talking about Tiger throughout the morning here on ESPN Radio. Greeny up next. Coverage on SportsCenter. All day long, we're in front of the hospital getting perspective as the social media reaction continues to pour in. It's something that Gene Wojciechowski, who just joined us in our last segment, said. It's the wide range of people 
that are making their presence felt with their comments. The greatest Olympian of all time, Michael Phelps, one of the greatest baseball players, Alex Rodriguez, Los Angeles icon, Magic Johnson, um, you name it. All, everybody throughout the PGA Tour. Phil Mickelson, once an adversary of Tiger, and obviously this is a different sort of situation, but he's weighed in. Just goes to show you how many people he's touched and affected. I want to give you a quick story before I let you go. There used to be an amazing event on the PGA Tour. For the golf fans, they'll remember this one because it was an event unlike any other in golf. It was called the Sprint International, and Sprint, the big telecommunications phone company at the time, uh, was the headline sponsor. And they played the event for 21 years in uh, Castle Pines Golf Club in Castle Rock, Colorado. It ceased in 2007. It was a crazy event because what it was known for more than anything was instead of going under par like you see at a golf event, this was the one event on the schedule where they essentially said, we're actually going to assign points when you have a birdie or an eagle or whatever. And so for the one time every year, you'd look at the leaderboard when you were watching it on CBS and it would be plus. Normally you'd be like, there's no way I want that score. But they had a different way of doing things there. Obviously, it's Colorado. The ball flew a mile. 21 years. There was a great field. Uh, Jack Vickers, the guy that founded the event, loved it. And then one thing happened. Tiger Woods said, I'm cutting back my schedule. And Tiger started playing about 15 events a year. Back then, 15 was the minimum in order to qualify for what is the very lucrative golf postseason. He had other responsibilities. He wanted to play in his own tournaments, wanted to play Jack's tournament. And so many other tournaments said, oh boy, if we don't get Tiger Woods, we're going to be in trouble. And Tiger Woods essentially said, you know what? Love this tournament. But Tiger Woods said, I'm not playing in it anymore. Right around that time, Sprint dropped out as a sponsor. And they were unable to get another sponsor. Now, there are people that would tell you that you can't put too much, of this, too much of this on Tiger. But there are other people that would tell you that if Tiger Woods committed to play in this event, it would still be going on. And somebody would pony up the money to be the title sponsorship. So think about this. You think if Federer pulls out of a tennis event, that tennis event is going under? No. You think if Djokovic pulls out of an event, that tournament is going under? No. Tiger is so powerful and so huge in this sport it's obvious, but just an example. When he said, you know what? Love this tournament, but it's just not working. The tournament ceased. The tournament ended. And if that doesn't tell you the power of Tiger Woods and what he has meant to this game, I don't know what will. Hoping for the best, but just a reminder, the trials, the tribulations, the triumphs. It has been a complicated life for sure, personally and professionally. And I can only imagine how this is for you guys. I'm just a regular guy. You guys have lived in the spotlight for a long time. Tigers had to go through every one of these things from the scandals to the surgeries, to the birth of his kids, to his comeback in golf. And he's all had to do it under a level of scrutiny that nobody in America can understand. And think about it, Key. You'll recognize everywhere you go. Right now, the spotlight on people that are, you know, in the public eye like yourself it's hotter than ever. It's hotter than ever. So best to Tiger Woods, but just a reminder how great you can be. Once you say, I don't want in, it can actually change in an actual event and take it off the books after 21 years. Well, he is human, right? I mean, it, it, and I think a lot of people, you know, you, you went through a, a timeline of a, a lot of different things that have occurred in, occurred in his life over time. But he's human. I mean, that, that, that's, you know, that's what it is. And when you talk about pulling yourself out of a tournament and not playing, he's the ticket. He's the draw. He's I mean, raised the just, purses for everybody. I mean, whether it's basketball, LeBron James, or Michael Jordan, those, those are the tickets. When they come into the building, it's better. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, when they come into the building, Patrick Mahomes, it's better. 
And and so, you know, you say, well, how many people are going to tune into golf now, mm-hmm. right? I mean, now that you know he's going to be gone for an extended period of time, how long that is. If not it, ever. Or if not ever, we do know that it's going to be an extended period of time. So I don't think I'm going to be turning into golf. I don't care whose uh, network is on. It's going to be hard for me to tune in because there is no Tiger Woods walking on the course. You know what I'm curious? You know, it was um, a couple of months ago, LeBron James was doing a podcast, I think, with Richard Jefferson, and he was talking about his own signature shoe, and he wanted to sign Luka Doncic to be the first signature LeBron James shoe client, right? And it, it, it got me to start thinking, obviously, coming out of this, and, you know, the natural question here is, Will Tiger play again and things of that sort? I actually think we might see, when it's all said and done, Tiger come back in a, in a bigger way business-wise through the sport of golf. You know, he's, the, the familiarity he's had with his family and how that's kind of, I guess, you know, evolved him as a person and it's allowed us to see more into Tiger. I think you'll see Tiger way more active in those type of roles with players too, Zubin, in tournaments and partnerships in a really bigger way um, I, I think this, everything, you have to believe everything happens for a reason. And we may have seen the end of Tiger Woods' golf career playing, maybe. Uh, but I think we, we may see the next iteration of where he is business-wise within the sport of golf, which he owns. He can own the sport of golf. How powerful is that to move forward? There's no doubt. Also consider a couple of other things here. As Key said, um, you know, Tiger raised everything in the sport. All of those purses, all of those new events, everything that other people are benefiting off of residually all came into existence because of Tiger Woods. Here's the one other thing I want to mention. And to your point, Jay, and this is, this is something I probably should have mentioned before, but we, we do have a couple of minutes here. So Tiger Woods right now on the all-time wins list, and this I don't know if this is tragic. I don't know if this is melancholy, but you guys tell me as guys. You know, I'm just a guy that collates stats. You guys played. Right now, Tiger has 82 career wins on the PGA Tour. He's 82 wins. That is tied for first all-time with Sam Snead. You're watching it on the screen here. If he doesn't play another event, obviously, with Snead no longer active nor alive, then you're going to be in a situation where it's going to be stuck at 82. But if he were to win, and as I mentioned, he sort of cropped out some of the marginal events so he could play in the big ones. If he were to win any PGA Tour event, just one more, he would be the all-time wins leader. But there's a very good possibility that at 45 years old, the greatest player of his era, if not the greatest player ever, may not have one left in him, depending on what his health is, and he stays tied at 82 for a man that was compulsive and wanted to be the best. It's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, 82 is 82. I, I, yeah. I don't, I mean, what, if he wins one more great, but then those 82 that this, that he's tied with, you said Sneed, something Sneed, Sam Sneed. Snap Sneed. Yeah. he's tied with him, but how many majors did Sam Sneed win? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He won some PGA tour events, but how many majors? Mm-hmm. So when you start to want to separate, you, you separate the big boys from the little guys, right? 82 is 82, but then you start to look at the, the Masters and some of the other U.S. Open and some of the stuff that he was able to accomplish. Last thing I would say, keep in oh, – go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, you know, Majors, he's only, he's only trailing Jack Nicholas, so that, and, and he's at 15 and Jack is at 18. So I will only say this. I'd much rather see Tiger Woods on the course – 
playing golf to enjoy golf than trying to chase a ghost of what Tiger Woods once was. Yeah, well said. I think the other thing that needs to be mentioned here, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's a little bit of a parallel, and this happened decades apart, and it's been in the media here for the last 24 hours, but for the casual golf fan, I will mention this again. Everybody is unto their own, but the legendary Ben Hogan, one of the greatest players of his era, like the Tiger of his era, suffered a car accident at the age of 36. He actually came back, Woods is 45, different era, different world, totally get it. He actually came back to win six majors after that car accident at the age of 36. And we're hoping and praying for the best for Tiger Woods and his family as he continues to battle the effects after emergency surgery from that single car accident. Continuing coverage all morning long with Greeny here, who's next up on ESPN Radio Sports Center on ESPN. Best to Tiger Woods and his family, and we will see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern.